Cloning is a huge topic on every Star Wars fan's mind right now, with Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian and Sidious returning. Primarily, whether or not our green little friend is a clone or not, it's still intriguing. But what's still coming to light is how and if the planet Kamino is somehow involved with him. We know that Dr. Pershing is somehow connected to Kamino judging by his arm patch, which matches a symbol seen on the clones, in episode 2. I've already done a few videos about that, so definitely check them out if you haven't. With Kamino in mind, today I want to take a look back at this backwater planet and dive into why and how they became so good at cloning in the first place, since it will help us know if they could have cloned Yoda during the time of Sidious and Plagueis. Very little is known of Kamino in the new canon, so we're going to be delving into Legends material, particularly the novel Darth Plagueis. In the novel, Plagueis sets in motion the grand plan for the Kaminoans to create an army of clones. We learn in episode 2 from Dexter Jetster that the Kaminoans were already very successful cloners and very good by this point. However, the creation of the clone army for the Republic was easily the most ambitious and complicated batch of clones that the Kaminoans had ever attempted. Prior to this, Kamino primarily cloned creatures, particularly rare creatures for people to hunt. Even Darth Plagueis would have them do this for him to give as gifts and to experiment on in his quest to learn how to gain immortality. But how did they learn to clone, and why were they basically the ones who knew how to do it so well? According to the book Plagueis, which provides a great answer to both questions, Kamino was a land-based planet for millions of years, preceding a great flood that completely inundated Kamino. This happened about 19,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. With such a catastrophe looming, most species would have left their planet for refuge amongst the stars. But the Kaminoans instead constructed massive, stilt cities that were completed even as the oceans on their world were rising and submerging the continents. They had also turned their considerable intellect to the science of cloning as a means of ensuring the survival of their species, and along the way, had taken genetic replication farther than any known species in the galaxy. So there's our first answer. Kamino started cloning themselves before anything else so they wouldn't go extinct. From there, they further developed the art and branched out to other species, and as it turns out, their location in the galaxy was the only reason they were able to do this. As you may recall, Kamino was near the Rishi Maze, which was actually out of the main galaxy. It was so far away and so remote that the Jedi, including Yoda, who had been around for hundreds of years, had never even heard of Kamino since it was out of the confines of the Republic. Since they were outside the Galactic Rim, the Kaminoans performed their work in secret and only for the very wealthy. So just like Tatooine had slavery since it was out of the Republic, Kamino illegally cloned since it was also out of the Republic. One of their biggest clients were the miners of Subterrell. The Kaminoans developed a being with shovel hands that could survive in horrible conditions of the mines, and then cloned it a bunch of times to create a labor force that was better than droids, but also relatively expendable. So obviously their cloning techniques were somewhat questionable morally, and it was unlikely they would have aided by the Republic's restrictions on cloning. So it was because they were so out of the Republic that their abilities in cloning developed beyond anything in the Republic. Plagueis loved all of this about them too. He said that moral principles of natural selection seemed to be something they had left on the floor on what seemed to be Kamino's planet-wide ocean. Plagueis considered them to be almost Sith-like in their emotional aloofness and their scientific objectivity. And the idea that clones were created to be expendable was a hot topic even during the Clone Wars. 
The Kaminoian cloning abilities, though, were far from perfect. Different species proved more difficult than others. Non-sentients, for example, were much easier to clone than highly sentient species like humans, especially if you want to modify their behavior. Force users were also next to impossible to clone, according to the Kaminoians and Darth Plagueis. We also see this in the Force Unleashed games. So if the clone army was the most complicated thing the Kaminoans had ever cloned up to this point in their history, then it's possible that Baby Yoda is something that Kamino couldn't have cloned before Episode 1. In other words, Baby Yoda might just be a normal member of Yoda's species that is strong in the Force, born by natural means. Because if Kamino had cloned a sentient Force user prior to the creation of the army, then Plagueis and Sidious may have created an army of Force users, rather than use Jango Fett as the genetic template. All of this doesn't mean, though, that Dr. Pershing isn't trying to get a hold of Yoda to clone him now. But why isn't Dr. Pershing a Kaminoian? That's a whole other question for another time. One I hope that's going to be answered soon. So what do you think of all this Legends material? Do you think they're going to stick to it with canon, or do you think it's all out the window? What do you think Star Wars should bring back in canon? Or are you interested to leave it all behind us and let the past die, and just move forwards? Personally, I really love Legends, so I think they should pick and choose some of the good stuff. Let me know down in the comments below. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.